Hello, and welcome back to the first episode of the second season of the Reading Radio Podcast. This month's book is Artemis Fowl by Eon Colfer. Eon Colfer! Not Eric. We found out. (laughs) So, anything exciting besides reading Artemis Fowl been going on lately? Um, well, second season kicking off. That's exciting. We cleared our yearly goal early in June, which is nice when you get through your goal halfway through the year for downloads. Of 1,000 downloads. Right. So we're way past that now, hopefully. (laughs) We're recording early, trying to get a little bit ahead of the season because we had a little bit of trouble with that last year. Just life and times catching up with us. We want to be able to make sure we drop every month a new episode. We're trying to do some planning over the summer, kick into it. Um, we're going to family camp next month. Uh, it's a summer camp for the family. It's kind of it's a fun time. Camp Hebron, if anyone's interested in checking it out, H-E-B-R-O-N in Pennsylvania. You should check it out. It's fun. Tell them we sent you. Get $100 off. <laughs> you forgot to them the fact that you also gave $100 off. Well, they get $100, we get $100. That's, that's beside the point. <laughs> yep. I just got back from a, my Girl Scout camp, which was Hunger Games themed. And on the end, last day, we had our own Hunger Games, and I placed second out of 24 people, so that was fun. Yeah, it was good. Nothing like teaching children to kill each other in the woods. Preparing them for the post-apocalyptic future that we have in store for them. What are you guys planning exactly? <laughs> we Well, adults are destroying the world as fast as humanly possible, so you're going to be snuff out of luck. Thanks. No problem. Uh, by the end of this month... This month, this show will drop in August because the Artemis Fowl movie is coming out. I am excited for that, but if it's anything like the Wrinkle and Time movie, made by the same people and same publisher, it's probably going to be terrible. Listen, no movie will ever live up to the standards of a good book. This is why we encourage people to read, because reading is much better than watching a movie. Hunger Games and Harry Potter were pretty good, though. Yes, but very few movies get to that level of attention where they'll, they'll get the detail they deserve. Most movies are just, hey, run it through the pencil sharpener, shave off the edges off it to make it interesting, and make it the standard Hollywood movie with slightly different characters and that no one will be happy with except the people who didn't read the book, and they won't care anyway, so it won't make any money. It's pretty much the, as long as they make just enough money that they don't break, that they're above break even, they're happy. And like, that, that's my interpretation of their ideas. I could be completely wrong. Which is exactly what they do with the Percy Jackson movies. Exactly. And even Percy Jackson, I thought, would be big enough to deserve that kind of attention. But the important thing is, when this drops by the end in August, by the end of the month, we'll find out if we've won the Columbus Podcast Awards. Yeah. We're up for both the best arts category and the best overall podcast category. Hopefully, we've done enough ballot box stuffing that we will be able to win that award. I am very impatient, so waiting that long is um not fun. No, I understand, but forget about it as much as you can. And if we win, woohoo! And if we don't, you know what? We're a young podcast. We've got another shot next year. We were nominated. That's right. That, that, that will look good on my resume. That will look very good on your resume. So if anyone's looking for somebody to edit their podcast, Allura might be interested in doing that for you. If you like the sound of this one, send <laughs> us an email. <laughs> um, so we've talked for um, quite a bit about not the book, so let's get into the book. All right, to the book. Artemis Fowl, how did you find out about this book? Because this was your idea. Yeah, I was Googling um, new books or books that had movies coming out, and I saw Artemis Fowl had a movie coming out in August, August 8th to be exact, and my friends had read it and said it was good. You can see I get a lot of books from there, Mm -hmm. Um, and I tried to read it before, I just had to go back before I read it, so 
decided to try it and it was really good it was i greatly enjoyed this book so just so everyone knows if you're new to reading radio and i hope you are um, I hope everyone's sharing with their friends so that we can build a, a bigger group of people reading these books. We go through a spoiler-free kind of introduction. Yes. And it, then we will enter the spoiler zone. If you don't want to be spoiled and you keep listening, your fault, not ours. We do warn you when that happens Absolutely. as well. Absolutely, because that's only good manners. Um, so this book caught me by surprise. I didn't know, I didn't really have anything to expect from it, but reading the the headline or the summary on the back of the book, the 12-year-old super criminal genius didn't... <laughs> Didn't make me anticipate a good book. It sounded a little corny. I have to admit, I really like Artemis Fowl. There were really clever play on words in there, too. Okay, I don't know if we can cover any of that in the non-spoilers. I'm saying there were very clever play on words in there, not okay. going any deeper. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, overall age rating, what do you think for content and readability? None of the con like, it's a younger child book. None of the content was too bad, was it? I wouldn't say so, at least. Um, so content-wise, I'd say about six or seven. You'd never be able to read it at that age, but content-wise, that's being read out loud. You could probably do it younger than that even, but that's a good middle ground. Right. Didn't seem like, I, did, I don't recall now remember thinking, oh, there's something in here that I didn't expect. Well, in the end... A couple of the battle battle scenes were a little bit more graphic. Again, they weren't too bad, but they were a little bit higher than the rest of the book. Okay, that's fair. I can see. Yeah, I remember some of those things being a little more descriptive. So parents who were reading out loud may need to censor that. I'm probably going to go seven or eight based on that mm-hmm. category. Nothing extremely excessive, but eh, keep an keep an eye out for it. Um, what about uh, overall score of the book? We do a scale of one to five. Five being everybody should read this book. Drop what you're doing. Go read it now. And one being uh, why did they waste the paper? What about the – we didn't talk about the age. We talked about the content, not like reading level. We well, missed can, a step. You can – fine. You can blend that in. What do you think about the reading level? Reading level would probably be 10 or 11. I had to look up a few words, which is impressive. I have a pretty big vocabulary. You? It's so hard for me to judge these things. I'll, I'll listen to you on this one just because... You're an adult. So you yeah, know all. <laughs> I, no, I didn't have to look up any words. Uh, unlike the book for next month, which I've already had to look up a few words. I have too. So we'll talk about that at the end, <laughs> at the end of our story or the end of our podcast. Um, yeah, so I'd say readability, I'll, I'll trust you and go like 10, 11 maybe, depending on the reading level of your child and how mature they are, that sort of thing. Being read out loud would be much lower. Sure. You don't have to necessarily eat the microphone. You just have to project towards it. Okay. Now we can go into overall score of the book. All right. What's your overall score? Probably a four. I am interested to see where things go. But it was really good on a first book in the series basis. You could totally leave it as a standalone as long as you don't read the epilogue. But a standalone, it was pretty good. Um, which is something you always complain about, how you have to do the next book for it to feel complete. Right, which is something we thought about doing for the second season here, is actually going back and reading the second book in all the series that have them. We may still do that. We'd love to hear from the audience if that's something you're interested in. So we did Hatchet, which has a sequel we never read. We did Giver. The Giver, we never did Finding Blue. There's a few Gathering books. Gathering Blue. 
sorry, Gathering Blue. There's a few of those books out there outstanding. If you if you enjoy the series, let us know, and we can add those to the list. We'll do the second book in the series going forward. Yep. Because you are the customers, and we would like to please you. <laughs> Uh, overall score, I'm going to go uh, probably a 3.5. I would go 3.75 if we did quarters, but we don't. That's complicated. Yeah, I know. It it was good. It read quickly. Um, I'm not the target audience, so it would probably be higher. It makes sense that it's higher for you. I did really enjoy Artemis Fowl, and I really enjoyed that he was not a uh, strictly one-dimensional character, something we can get into in the spoiler zone. Uh, so I, I'm, good, I'm, I'm torn between a 3.5 and a 4 but i'm gonna go 3.5 just because i'm very very conservative with my scores i don't know we've done the same thing the whole first season i don't give my fours and fives away to anybody but c.s lewis (laughs) in this season you mean we'll see if we read the uh prince caspian as a sec as a second in this series um anything else non-spoiler to talk about no, let's head in the spoiler zone. You are now entering into the, the spoiler zone. zone. That was ridiculous. Edit that out. Anyway, I, if that stays in there, I'm going to be mad at the, the editor, Alora. <laughs> I'll, Our- I'll take the part about you being mad at me. I'll probably that <laughs> terrible entrance in. Okay, if anybody's really good at doing like sound effects and stuff and can make a little bumper for us, that would be awesome. Here's yes. What, here's what uh, we enter. The spoiler zone is where we talk about everything about the book. If you haven't read the book and don't want to be spoiled, turn this off now. Go read the book and come back and join us later. If you are spoiled after this, don't send us any nasty emails. We no longer care. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. What do you think of the book? I loved the leprechaun. Right. That <laughs> was so clever. There's a lot of those little... Here's where this word really comes from, from the fairy world kind of discussions. So we really didn't talk much about the plot pre-spoiler, so hope nobody was looking for any kind of summary ahead of time. But it was, they were low enough that I understood it. A cup, maybe? 11 or 12 would be under, like, get those kind of things. You don't feel like anything went over your head, though. No. No. I loved the character of Juliet. I hope she's in the rest of the books. Yeah, I was really worried about her later on. Okay, let's start in the beginning. So, So the... And I guess this may be something we could have warned about in the content because it does have alcohol consumption. But when he opens up in Ho Chi Minh City and he's dealing with this other spy and he picks out those little details about him that say, no, you're not who you say you are. You're actually the person we're looking for because of this, this, and your accent. Like, oh, a little Sherlock Holmes. I'm liking <laughs> it. Um, makes it interesting. And then it shows off his intellect. It shows that Butler is impressed by his intellect, which Alora and I are debating whether or not Butler has a first name. I looked it up where on the line they give his name, but we think that might be in a later book. She swears that his name is just Butler. Mm-hmm. I think that's his surname, and he has a given name, but we... we Anyway, uh, drop us a note in the Facebook group, uh, group slash reading radio, and tell us that I'm wrong or that I'm right, preferably that I'm right. If I, if you know that I'm wrong, don't, don't even bother posting. Yes, please do. She never sees it anyway. It's not important. Okay. I to- totally missed the part about the alcoholic consumption. That I feel like that's something only a parent would pick up. You didn't get that the sprite was. An I alcoholic. did, but I like, it was then. It was done. I don't didn't remember that now. Oh, so you just forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, that's only. I feel like that's something just a parent would remember. Well, it was the whole basis of how he got her magic from her because she was a lush, 
and he promised that he could extract the alcohol out of her so that she could get her magic back. You remember that part? I remember that. Well, there was a whole pivotal part of the story. How do you not remember that? I forgot about it. And she, like that, that whole part. Okay. Well, because it was introduction, but it was, it was still, I thought it was interesting to show that he was like kind of one step ahead of everybody, Mm -hmm. especially since he put the amnesiac, is that what he called it? Anyway, it would make her forget the whole encounter. So he had her magic book. She'd forget about it. She'd still have, you know, she'd be able to get her magic back, but probably went back to drinking anyway. But then had him, you know, kind of one step ahead of everybody, even his his butler. I liked the part of it walking through the part of how he translated it, the book. The fairy book. Sorry, I was waiting for the steps to go away. So what did you like about that? I liked... Um, how he went through the process of elimination to find out the different, what it could be. Oh, so the step-by-step yes. trying to figure out what language it's like. I found that interesting. Okay. I thought they went just into the right depth on that. Yes. It could have been really boring for him to like walk through details. And I know authors that would have walked through meticulously because they want to show how smart they are as authors, how this thing goes. And that's probably not the right place in a young adult book. And it's really not the place in any book. Those people need editors, but that's just me because I don't like to read that. I already know what book you're talking about, and I haven't even read it. You do that so much. You don't know. I talk about more than... It's George R. R. Martin is very guilty, but there are other people as well that just write and write and write. J.K. Rowling needed an editor in the last Harry Potter book, too. Sorry. She did. There's way too much walking around the woods doing nothing. Being mad at each other and listening to bad news. But because she's J.K. I liked that part. Everyone just let her go. Needed an editor. Sidebar. Okay. What else? (laughs) This podcast is going to need an editor. You are the editor. (laughs) So then we get to hear the story about Holly. Yes. Holly Short, which I thought was... It was... um, It took me a minute because there wasn't... It wasn't like a chapter transition. It transitioned in the middle of the chapter. Mm-hmm. So that was a little, once I understood the um, transitions, it was okay. But getting through the first one was a little bit hard. Oh, cause you're used to point of view characters changing at chapter transitions yeah. only? So I really enjoyed the um, relationship with Artemis and but- the Butler family. Um <laughs> How they they even say the English the English word butler comes from that family and how they've served the fowls for for many years. How do you think Butler feels about his like serving a kid in this case? I read him almost like he was closer to his age though. Close, but he's definitely older. He's, yeah, he's not twelve. It reminds me of a different book. I can't remember what it's called right now, but this one girl went into training to be. One of those. And they were like two kids the same age. And that was interesting. I can't remember what it's called now. Got it. So you really enjoyed the character of Juliet, right? Yes. Why is that? She reminded me a lot of Zoe. (laughs) Because she loves professional wrestling? (laughs) Yes. I laughed so hard at one part um, where she did the... What was the move? She did the one wrestling move to someone that came to the door. I don't remember. Starts now. with an S, and I can't. Suplex. Yeah, she's the suplex. Okay. And um, Artemis com- commented on how wrestling was an odd hobby for a teenage girl. 
at that point, I think I closed the book and laughed for about five minutes. Just because it reminded you of your sister? Yes. Well, that's my fault. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's an interesting set of characters. I'd, I'd like to see how they develop down the line. Yes. Um, it's also in, the, in these early chapters, we start to find out why Artemis is a little more of a sympathetic character. Do you know where I'm going? Um, maybe. It was his mom. Yeah. So we don't know what happened to his father. I'm assuming that'll be explored in, in further books. He's totally going to come back. I, that's what I think, too. He's like, not dead. He's coming back. It's got, like, the Chekhov's gun thing. You can't put a gun out there in the scene and not have it be used at some point. Mm-hmm. So you don't mention the father and let, you know, unless there's something that's going to come back around about this. Unless the fair, like, the fairies probably did something to him. Right. Well, I mean, if the... If, He's making enemies in the Fey world, then it's, it would be very easy for them to come along and, if they find his father, take him hostage, use him in, in, you know. I thought at first they might use his mother against him. That would be sad, though. It would, but it would be the uh, decent strategy, because Artemis does care about his mother. It's probably one of the two weaknesses, maybe three, that he has. What other ones are there? Juliet, Butler, and his mother. I think that's about it. Like, he does actually care for them. So he's not just this blind, mu- or blind, he's not just a mustache twirling villain or <laughs> the Joker who doesn't care about anybody. He actually has ties, which makes him weak in the sense that the, you know, the bad guys or the good guys in this case, it was really hard for me to understand him as the bad guy. Yes. Like that was, that was tricky because. I he- mean, he was doing evil things, but it's like, I don't know, it's not even right things for the wrong reason. You, since you can see his thoughts. It's like the right things for the wrong reason, but you get to see how he is justifying the wrong reason. Like, isn't, isn't the it, wrong thing. Isn't the wrong thing for the right reason? It doing? might be. So can you actually do the wrong thing for the right reason? Yes. Okay. So it's okay for him to steal. I'm not taught that wasn't the right thing, but there are instances where you can do the wrong thing for the right reason. All right, that's a whole philosophical question we can talk about offline, maybe. <laughs> I think, I believe, I believe you're right. I just don't know if you, where you've explored and what you've thought about as far as those types of things. Because it goes into really crazy places. I go, I think, way too much about the science behind books. Well, hey, that's fine. That's why I love that you read. So you're always thinking of something new. And I- it's, see, Kit, it's great jump off parents for a conversation about morality and you can take that whatever particular vein you like. We're not going to enforce that here, although our morality is, of course, the right one. Um, you guys can talk about whatever else you want. To. I'm kidding, of course. Not really. So, I totally asked Mom if ma- the study of the Maze Runner Flare could be my science this year. If you guys know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, we're trying to figure out how to make that happen. Like uh, virology yes. and um, what's the word? Like studying the... And the psychology behind it, too. Yeah, but I'm thinking more of the how how disease spreads, and I'm trying to figure out what the scientific name for that is. I'm totally how diseases spread ecology. That's not quite right. <laughs> but there were some games. There was vir- virology, I think it was from Genius Games at Origins this year. All of their games were based in actual science. Ooh. Yeah, so that's what I was saying was chemistry, where you can actually mm-hmm. you're playing a game, but you're trying to build I'm compounds, kind of stuff. So off it's topic. all all like off topic completely, of course. Um, mm. So back to Artemis Fowl. What else? Once he got the book translated, it was kind of easy to see where he's going. Holly's got to go do her renew magic thing, and he knew what was going on. He was so, going to capture her. So he's going to capture her. And yeah. th- then again, then I'm seeing, okay, this is a bad guy. He's kidnapping a fairy. It's not a right thing. That's not a good thing to do, but 
What's he? Is he just selfish? He's he's rich already. No, he lost the money. They lost some, but they were still living in luxury. And there's, I mean, there's probably easier ways to make money in the criminal underworld than tracking down this entire mythological race and world and decrypting their secret language. But this and, makes for a much more interesting book. I agree. I'm just from an internal, <laughs> consistent perspective. I'm trying to figure out you know, what's going on when I'm reading it. You didn't think about that at all? Okay. Maybe I was thinking like, where's he going? What's he going to try to, can he become, can he get their magic? What, what's, what can he get from them that he can't get anywhere else? Gold he can get. I feel like they're going to, based on the covers of other books, I feel like they're going to work together in future books. Who, Artemis and the fairies? That will be interesting. Yes. So, all right, we'll see how that goes. I haven't looked at the covers of any book of any books, you you cheater. So we'll see how Mom it goes. Mom asked me to reserve them. All right. So, who's your favorite character in the book? Was it Juliet? I think so. I liked Mulch. <laughs> I don't know why. I love the whole thing that they changed dwarves instead of being, you know, like hi ho, hi ho, it's off to work. We go instead of those kind of guys or Tolkien dwarves. They're like these machines that unhinge their jaw, suck in dirt, and defecate it back out that just... is so gross but it was new it was interesting yes but seriously stop screaming into the microphone you couldn't have made it less disgusting he didn't go into super detail he said they had a butt flap so he just got there. and still dirt when it comes out it's not like it's gross I just thought that was that was interesting I thought the fact that they figured out you know, a way to bring him in so nobody would lose their magic mm-hmm because um, he's already lost his and he doesn't care. And then the fact that he double-crossed him and took the gold. Brilliant. 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 And yes. now I want to see if he gets caught or comes back. I mean, they think he's dead, but will they figure it out? They left a nice little hanger there for the future for future books, which yeah. I think is always a good idea. Because they can always come back to it if they run out of ideas. Right. But I'm pretty sure this series has concluded and the author starts another one about Artemis's twin brothers, which are... Where are they in the first book? Maybe they're 12 years younger than him. We'll find out. You're interesting. I try. That's that's what I do. Where were we? We were talking about the the book. So we we get, okay, get through the whole thing, the hostage situation, which I loved the game of him, of the negotiation where he's making statements, hoping they'll catch on to it. They're figuring out how to get in the house. They release the troll into the house, which he didn't see coming. This is where we have the scenes you were talking about. That are a bit more graphic. Right, because the the troll tears people apart. But it still wasn't as bad as other things I have read. Sure, sure. Hunger Games is much worse descriptively. The, The question is, does it force the images into your head? Or is it just plant them there and then you're stuck with your own imagination? And now your imagination is more disturbed because you've watched movies that give you images the movies still weren't that bad though not those in particular but you've seen other movies where people get shot or something i guess so that idea is in your head now as opposed to when you might have read the hunger games for the first time you may not have had the imagination that you do now if you will that's my assumption so oftentimes i'll go back and watch stuff when i was a kid and realize there's some references in it that i didn't get as a kid and I'm like holy crap how did they let this slide it was because kids didn't pay attention enough to know what was going on but now as an adult i do and sometimes i think you'll go back and check something and you'll think things are worse after you're worse for lack of a better word 
Okay, then. All right. Maybe I'm not explaining it well. You are. It's just funny. Okay. Okay. The troll. Yeah, it's your turn to That whole scene where Butler, I can't remember, like, who was hurt first. But Holly comes and gives, is able to heal Butler enough so he can save his sister. Right. I love that. Yeah. Because it shows even though she was taken captive by these people, she's not going to let both of them die when she can use her magic to save one to let them both live. Right. Because she had actually started to like um, Juliet. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. And that... Again, people are not black and white, so neither are fairies, apparently. So it's nice to have that she's going to heal people, especially since it meant they all might die if she didn't. There might have been some selfishness built into that as well. But Holly didn't really seem like a selfish char- like a selfish character. I don't no, know. not terribly. Not terribly. I'm saying self-preservation is a powerful force. True. If I have a chance of... Dying or helping my enemy, I'll go ahead and help my enemy so maybe we can both survive. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. So then we get to the end. We find out Artemis kind of had a plan all along. And what he really wanted was a healing for his mother. Yes. And it worked. And it worked. Which will lead, as it says, to a whole new set of issues because now he has a mother. He has to worry about going to school and school being responsible and that sort of thing instead of just being able responsibility being able to be a pure criminal mastermind who runs the show himself. But will it will make it more interesting because then they have to deal with the problems of real kids and will make it much more relatable. Probably, we'll have to see. I mean, it most kids aren't trying to be a criminal mastermind after they're done with their homework, but if I'm a criminal mastermind, I'm not doing homework. Of course, I didn't do a lot of homework when I was a kid. Good job. Definitely not doing it if I, you know, if I'm in criminal mastermind. I've got a butler. I'm making butler do my homework. Would he do that? I don't know. I don't think. It, I mean, Artemis is is smart enough to do it. It's just a waste of his time. He just built a machine to do his homework for him. He might do that. He'd have the computer do it for him or some sort of AI. He'd take the time to build the machine to get the homework done. All right. Closing thoughts. It was a really good book. I am looking forward to the movie, but I am dreading it greatly at the same time. As we do with all movies based on books yes. we enjoy. Yes. Um, what you, else is there? You know, some people suggest that you should actually watch the movie before you read the books. I know. That is anathema on our family. But sometimes I think it would make sense because you're not disappointed. The movie would be like, hey, it's a pretty good movie. And then you'd read the book. And you're like, oh, the book's amazing. But that wouldn't make you post- are retroactively disappointed in the movie. Whereas you read the book, you're like, this is amazing. And then you watch the movie, and you're like, oh, this movie sucks. They might have a point. You're destroying the foundation I was raised on. I know. That's what happens in life. You unlearn all the things your parents taught you. Sometimes they help. Sometimes they hurt. Not saying people are right. I'm just saying we should be more open-minded with our uh, bibliology. I don't know if that's the right word. Probably not. So closing, no closing thoughts? Good book. Excited for the movie. All right. Next book is going to be Gail Carriger's es- Etiquette and of Espionage. Espionage. It is the, um, the younger version of the Parasol Protectorate, which I don't recommend for children. But Have this, you read it? The Parasol Protectorate? I read the first book. It wasn't, I wasn't super into it. Your mom's read them all. 
Um, but this one, she promises, is uh, young adult friendly, so we're going to read it. It may be a little older than our um, other books. Just, I mean, the first chapter that I've started to read, there's definitely more words to look up. Um, yes. There'll probably be... This is why I'm glad I had Google, but then my phone and my tablet were dead at the same time. <laughs> so anyway, there'll probably be definitely a bigger reading challenge, maybe more content challenge. We'll let you know when we get to the book. But adults, you should always read books first, or at least check out uh, Common Sense Media, perhaps, or other places that can give you an idea of what's in a book. Ask around, because you just don't want to let your kids run off and read books that you aren't aware of. At least, I don't think good parents would do that, and you can be mad at me if you want. Ma, I think mom just got tired of me asking to read one book series. Oh, that's why we started looking things up and figuring it out on our own. All right. All right. So, S, darn it, I keep getting them backwards. Adequate Etiquette and <laughs> You can't even say it. Etiquette and Espionage next month. That'll be for September. And we're going to hopefully get the entire list updated. You can find that at reading-radio.com. There you can also find all of the places you can follow us. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on our Facebook group. Um, hopefully we'll get some better discussions happening next uh, season. It's kind of dead for the summer because I don't want to spend a lot of time doing that when Give we're taking time off. Facebook account. Oh, you don't want to wade into the cesspool that is Facebook. It's gross. It really is gross and stupid. Okay, well, that's a whole other topic for another time. Anything else you need to say? Like, share, and subscribe, and uh, sh- tell your friends about us. We'd like to get this up to 2,000 by the end of the year. That okay, would be great. That would be great. That's our our long-term goal. And we will let you know next month if we are an award-winning podcast. Until then, I'm Jason. I'm Laura. Thanks for listening.